Hey guys, welcome back to Hustlers Daily. This is your host Ashna, and I present you with the stories of new age entrepreneurs of India through this podcast. And I have a very great news for you guys this week. Hustlers Daily is now available on hustlersdaily.com. Also, you can catch the episodes on our website. You can also read the transcripts of the audio podcast over there, and there are a lot of stuff which you can learn from there. So please visit hustlersdaily.com. Let's start with the new episode. Today we have Mr. Nirav Choksi with us. Nirav is leading a financial services platform which is called as Credible. In Nirav is leading a B two B financial services platform which arranges funding programs to drive supply chain transactions of its leading corporate clients with suppliers as well as dealers and distributors. Nirav started his journey twenty years back and since then he has been unstoppable. So please welcome Mr. Nirav Choksi on our show. Hi, Nirav. Hi, Ashna. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nirav, for being on our show this week. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Nirav, how did you get started? Uh, I assume you started this journey mm. uh, in 1998. So, what has been new for you? Yeah. Uh, well, I started in 1998. I started. Uh, The first company uh, right out of my uh, college, I studied at University of Michigan. So, in my sophomore year, my second year, uh, was the first business I started. At that time, the internet was was just about uh, new and taking off, taking off, and people were, uh, you know, the whole world was extremely excited about what this would do. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was really enamored by it, and and that's when I first. Uh, the first company I ever set up was a online greeting cards site, mm-hmm. um, right out of college. Uh, and then in three months, I think three or four months' time, that uh, you know that website was acquired by a local business mm-hmm. for for thirty thousand dollars, and that was a lot mm-hmm. of money uh, for for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really what uh, that's really how I got. I was bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, so to mm-hmm. speak. From there, we went on to set up a product services company out of India, uh, and I managed that business right up to 2008. Then mm-hmm. sold sold that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on to set up a commodities and uh, structured finance business out of Singapore, mm-hmm. which which with a uh, with my co-founder Rajiv, uh, mm-hmm. which I continued to manage right up to 2016. uh and i i still own a significant portion of that business um mm-hmm. and then i stepped down from that company and set up credible along with mm-hmm. uh, ram you know ram cable ramani mm-hmm. uh and here we are so i've been i've been uh, a perpetual startup if you mm-hmm. may so anirav i can see that you also had a company in singapore which was called equentia natural resources right That's right. Yeah, and you have done your BS from uh, University of Michigan. So why not Silicon Valley or a place like Singapore, which has uh, so much plethora of opportunities for the startup ecosystem? Why India? Well, you know, I was uh, I was always very clear when I went to to the US that I want to uh, go there just for education, and mm-hmm. then come back and do something here. I come my my family, you know, always a business family. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. the only 
I'm your only son and I really wanted to build something here in India. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I always felt the opportunity lies here in India and uh, I haven't been proven wrong in the last 20 years. Great. And so what are the most common reasons for people failing or giving up in the startup ecosystem right now in India specifically? Well, I, I think, you know, people fail or uh, give up because they don't focus on the fundamentals of any business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fundamentals of any business is is to make sure you build a great team. You have a very, mm-hmm. very strong culture. You have the right product fit. And mm-hmm. you're addressing an opportunity and a problem that really needs to be solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of young entrepreneurs get enamored by setting up a company and, and starting up. Uh, and and believing that they can go out there and raise a lot of money uh, mm-hmm. and become the next unicorn. So the focus there is, you know, raising money. Focus there is building, getting valuations, mm-hmm. and the focus is not really on uh, on creating value, so to mm-hmm. speak, right? Um, right. And I think that's one of the number. To me, that's the number one reason why entrepreneurs fail because their focus is too much on the monetary aspect. Or the material mm-hmm. aspect of building a business mm-hmm. rather than the value creation aspect for everybody in building a business. So uh, that's that's why I think there is, and that you know when when you when you focus on outcomes uh, rather than focusing on purpose, uh, mm-hmm. you know frustration creeps in because your outcomes generally never come about when you want them to, right? But if you're right. if you're if you're true to your purpose, mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of keeps helping you uh, walk along a difficult path. And entrepreneurship or starting up is not easy. That it's 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 not a path which is always uh, hunky dory. So yeah, that's that's completely true. So uh, since you talked about entrepreneurship and starting up and then holding on to it, uh, onto the product or your service. So uh, recently a concept was launched which is now being followed by a lot of youths uh, around the world. It's called uh, Lean Startup Model, uh, if you have mm-hmm. heard about of it. Right. It was mm-hmm. introduced by Mr. Eric Ries. So what is your uh, opinion on having uh, a minimum viable product? So, uh, you know, absolutely. I think uh, getting an MVP in place is, is crucial. Uh, mm-hmm. th- you don't want to create something that your customers don't want. Right, mm-hmm. uh, which is why always you know testing your hypothesis, testing mm-hmm. the opportunity, testing the market is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the lowest least amount of investment you make in towards towards getting a product market fit done uh, and proving that there is a real opportunity is mm-hmm. is crucial for the success of any business. So, uh, you know, we when we started Credible, we started with three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we are over seventy people today, mm-hmm. uh, but we we spent you know a good part of nine months with just three or four people trying to prove that what we're what we're doing or mm-hmm. what we are standing for actually is the demand. There is demand for that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we just start, we started scaling up only after we we completely realized that yes, the demand is real and we can we can make it work. Right. So. Uh... Since yours is a B2B platform, so how do you think, how quickly should people go from idea to launch? Well, uh, there is 
there is never a specific timeline from idea to launch, right? I, I guess the way I look at it is uh, ideas are fairly cheap, right? Everybody gets an idea every day. Uh, mm-hmm. What really matters is is the execution of that idea. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the point here is that, you know, once you have an idea that you really believe can transform or change the world, you mm-hmm. want to be you want to be sure that it's not just a fantasy. You want mm-hmm. to be sure that it is it is abs- it is uh, in reality it is a it's a real possibility that you can go go out there and make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So which is why uh, going from idea to MVP uh, and mm-hmm. then MV once you've proven uh, that there is a demand and there is an opportunity and then you then you have to run. You just you just go crazy. You run. And you, all you do is execute, execute, execute. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the life cycle I would look at. Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, Nirav, what are some sp- uh, support or resources which are available for entrepreneurs today? Oh well, there is a lot. Well, in India today, there is there is a significant amount of early stage capital available mm-hmm. uh, for for entrepreneurs who have who have both the ability to come up with large opportunities and, and execute them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there are several, uh, you know, uh, mentors if, who can help. Uh, there are specialists in every aspect of a startup, whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's product, whether it's technology, whether it's, uh, you know, compliance mm-hmm. and financials, uh, planning, etc. So there is, there is a lot of, the ecosystem is very vibrant today, right? Uh, mm-hmm. which was not there in 1998 when I started. Right. Uh, uh, so today there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, mm-hmm. com- companies being set up every every year. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's, uh, and there is a very, very vibrant uh, ecosystem of both in early stage investors, venture capitalists, mm-hmm. and, and mentors who can make a big difference. Right. So since you talked about mentor, uh, one thing which you would suggest our youth uh, to look for while finding a mentor? Well, you want to find someone who can, uh, who you absolutely respect as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you don't want to find a mentor for the sake of a name, right? You don't want to find, mm-hmm. you don't want to kind of have a large advisory board and fill it up with uh, names of people that uh, mm-hmm. that just are sound big. They mm-hmm. really, you really need to respect them, um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you really need to make you know be sure that they can add value to you both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Right, correct. So, uh, uh, Nira, what is your best tip for someone struggling to take their idea forward? Like if uh, somebody is just starting up and not able to get out in the world and meet with the investors or mentors, if he's stuck somewhere. So what is your best idea for him or her? Well, the idea, you know, the, the simple, to me, the simple reason is that you're not able to do that mm-hmm. is because you're you're too, too scared to pick up the phone and try, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you are if you're a true entrepreneur you will love the word no uh, mm-hmm. because uh, a no is never a no it's not now right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so uh, i would never i, I would think that uh, the best idea is to pick up the phone and do it and and keep doing it till someone says yes 
Correct. And what is the most controversial op- opinion regarding the startup ecosystem right now in India? Of course, if right. there is something it's, uh, which exists already here, or it's not, uh, it should exist. Well, my most, <laughs> um, I think the most controversial view I have of the startup ecosystem is uh, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are more, you know, are, are more enamored by raising money than building a business. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't raise money, and I'm not saying money is not important. Money gets you scale, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you are obsessed with valuation, and if you're obsessed that every six months you have to go out there and raise money, uh, mm-hmm. and that's your yardstick of success, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just sad. So, you know, I know not not a lot of people would agree with me, mm-hmm. but and my fellow entrepreneurs who are really successful, they would certainly not agree with me. Mm-hmm. But this is how i see it correct uh, mostly we see that uh, it's uh, b2b startups are scalable uh, you can get money from them but there are a lot of uh, b2c startup b2b2c startups like swiggy ola so they serve the businesses also they serve the customers also so the right. cash burning part is more over there it's uh, uh, in the b2b segment you mostly have the balance so what what is your opinion on, on this no, I mean, you know, uh, Swiggy and Ola are business models that require you to create, uh, you know, leadership. They require you to create, get complete market share. And mm-hmm. and for that, uh, you certainly need a lot of cash. Uh, and I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think what Swiggy and Ola have done is fantastic. I mean, Swiggy's service, for example, is outstanding. I, I use Swiggy every day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what they have built in a very, very difficult ecosystem uh, mm-hmm. in a country like India is just truly amazing. Uh, so is Oyo and so is Ola and, and a bunch of them. And yes, because they are consumer-facing businesses, because they have to grow at a certain pace and have to control market share, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they will need a lot of cash. But my, but what the point I was trying to make earlier was that every entrepreneur uh, starts thinking of becoming a swiggy before they put in all the hard work, right? Mm-hmm. And right. they start, start believing that, oh, uh, you know, it's all you have to do to become a swiggy is keep raising money. That's not true. Swiggy built, you know, has spent mm-hmm. tremendous amount of time, effort, and energy in perfecting customer experience, perfecting customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to look at that. They've built a fantastic business. Uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. and a very, very customer-friendly business, and which is why they have the market share, and which is the, why the money is chasing them, right? Mm-hmm. It's not vice versa. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, Nirav, there is a very uh, thin line between having healthy competition and creating a monopoly in a business. So which do you favor, creating a monopoly or existing with the competition? Well, I don't think monopolies work in any economy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yes, you want to create leadership. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to build a brand like a Coca-Cola, right? So you want to become yeah. become a verb, like mm-hmm. let's Uber it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's really what these large companies, including us, are trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to become a, a leading brand in a space uh, and, and create leadership in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think monopolies work for anybody. Right. 
so since we have seen that microsoft uh, held a monopoly for a very very long time before apple gained the pace so yeah what are your opinions well, on I, this well i don't think well again see microsoft and apple pretty much started around the same time mm-hmm. uh, uh what microsoft did was created leadership in that segment right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and apple created innovation in that segment so mm-hmm. both both coexist and and you know both companies are are very richly valued and have created a humongous amount of shareholder value today mm-hmm. uh, and consumer value right mm-hmm. uh, so i wouldn't call either of them uh, and certainly not microsoft a monopoly what they mm-hmm. have done is created significant leadership in the operating system space but they haven't been able to do the same success in the internet space right mm-hmm. which which a google did or a facebook has done or a whatsapp has done so they have mm-hmm. never been able to kind of catch up there so if, that's what i mean that every of, mm-hmm. every every era has their leadership has right. has leaders right mm-hmm. uh, the key is that how how long can you sustain that leadership so today traditional organizations are being challenged because there are startups like us who come and challenge the status quo mm-hmm. uh, and in that process create there is a new leader created in that category so if you right. look at sub, supply chain today right mm-hmm. uh, it's been traditionally uh, supply chain financing has been ruled by banks uh, mm-hmm. but what is to say that in, in a few years uh, you know platforms like us uh, and mm-hmm. our, our, our you know our fellow competitors will not rule mm-hmm. this space it, mm-hmm. it may happen it, it will certainly happen mm-hmm. correct correct i i agree with you 100% nirav so uh, yeah my next question uh, what has been the hardest part of your job as a ceo till now um the hardest part and i think the one i have enjoyed the most is to build and maintain a culture in the organization right mm-hmm. to to stay true to what our values are uh, mm-hmm. to to really harness that culture to build a vibrant mm-hmm. organization um one of the things that we keep saying in credible is that i want everybody in the company to want to wake up in the morning and come to work and look mm-hmm. forward to it right and mm-hmm. that is super critical for us uh, and that's that's a part of our dna and our culture so that's been the that's been uh, mm-hmm. probably the hardest thing to do uh, mm-hmm. and continues to be the hardest thing to do but it's it's something that i enjoy doing the most great great i really really uh, like this part of your conversation so uh, nirav uh, what are your suggestions for the new founders uh, who are like who have already scaled and they are, have reached a point where now they have to fire few people because of the shortage of the funding right so how do you think uh, entrepreneurs should look at this phase of their life when they have to fire their most closest people and how well, do they ha- handle it well i have been through it you know in mm-hmm. my in, in my in my previous avatars i have had to do that mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 gut wrenching it's it's really really heartbreaking when you have to do something like that but mm-hmm. look uh, one has to as an entrepreneur you have to stay true to your larger purpose mm-hmm. right uh, and the game is fulfilling on that purpose uh, no matter what and in, right. in in that on that path to fulfilling your purpose there will be tough you know decisions to make decisions mm-hmm. that you are not comfortable with decisions that 
you really don't want to you really don't want to take but that mm-hmm. but if you don't have the guts to do it you shouldn't be an entrepreneur uh you shouldn't be a ceo or you shouldn't be a founder because with all the good and the glory comes also the tough times and the bad times and i've had to fire my closest friends i've had to fire people who joined you know who who built the company with me or not credible of course but in my previous uh, organization mm-hmm. that i built Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of it all, the, we stayed true to our purpose, and and we built great companies. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know, honestly, that's that's the tough part of being an entrepreneur. True, I agree with you, hundred percent. So, what are some good and bad examples of your topic of expertise which you have seen uh, in the B two B segment itself? I'm not very clear about what 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 you're trying to say, but let me let me see if I understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. you know if you are uh, we are in the supply chain financing business right uh, mm-hmm. and i can t- i can tell you in this business what's working and what's not working as as things stand today mm-hmm. uh, what's really not working according to me is that uh, there is this significant demand for working capital in this country mm-hmm. uh, for vendors who are working for large corporates but unfortunately the banking system today is unable mm-hmm. to provide for that entire working capital gap um mm-hmm. there is there is a lot of uh collateral security paperwork etc mm-hmm. that goes into doing all of that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. most most of the smaller companies and the smaller vendors do not have mm-hmm. the ability to uh meet with all those compliances to be able mm-hmm. to raise money. so which is why you don't flourish you don't see them mm-hmm. becoming the next alliances or google um mm-hmm. so that's really where i think work supply chain financing and working capital funding is broken in this country mm-hmm. uh, that being said uh, what's working is that you know banks are realizing that this is a transforming world they are mm-hmm. they are which is the reason why they are partnering with companies like us uh, and mm-hmm. supporting companies like us to be mm-hmm. able able to kind of fill fill this gap so mm-hmm. uh, our mission is to triple the available working capital in this country in the next 3 years uh, mm-hmm. and and i and i couldn't we couldn't do it without our financial partners uh, like mm-hmm. banks and, and others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are they are opening up to this uh, the government is opening up to this they are they are creating mm-hmm. regulations that would ease credit um uh, so yeah there is a great opportunity but the way it was or the way it currently is is not scalable uh but you know things will change in the next few years hiraf so currently uh, lo- uh, people uh, are saying that uh, blockchain is the next technology after internet next bigger technology after internet sure. and uh, supply chain is also introducing uh, blockchain uh, into its business so what are your opinions on this do you think supply chain will gain momentum in india like it's gaining outside no absolutely i think blockchain is here to stay uh it's it's uh you know it's a fantastic technology uh mm-hmm. it, it is really going to transform the way everything happens it's not it's just not just supply chain financing but mm-hmm. uh any piece of information that needs to be shared on a larger network mm-hmm. uh and and the data needs to remain secure uh, mm-hmm. and controlled controlled by the owner of the data mm-hmm. uh, is going to use blockchain so we we you know we've been uh, 
very actively working on blockchain in actreable uh, mm-hmm. across multiple use cases mm-hmm. uh, and and i think it's great i mean it, it's going to transform the way we do business going forward okay so do you think india is taking blockchain as it is or it's confusing it, it with uh, some other thing so like do you think now people in india understand what blockchain actually is uh not yet i don't think i don't think financial institutions and the government and everybody is yet ready for mm-hmm. what blockchain what blockchain can do uh there is a lot of confusion with uh, you know we using blockchain as a database mm-hmm. rather than using blockchain as a as a technology that is was meant mm-hmm. to be used. uh there's mm-hmm. a lot of course there's a lot of association with cryptocurrency and blockchain mm-hmm. uh that's just one aspect one application mm-hmm. of, of blockchain that's not really what blockchain is all about um mm-hmm. so you know there are there there is a lot of learning to be yet uh kind of created in this country mm-hmm. uh, vis-a-vis the west but but we are in the right direction i mean people are have begun experimenting with it mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean uh, it's a matter of time great so what is critical to get right in uh in your topic of expertise uh, in a b2b business to avoid wasting time or money well what's again i i think what's really critical is to is to ascertain that the opportunity is there right mm-hmm. uh in a b2b business you have to remember that sales cycles are long compared to a b2c business mm-hmm. uh uh which is why you know from from concept to to growth is is a is a long curve uh so you have to be sure that the path that you're going down is mm-hmm. is is really what's uh, required or is really addressing a problem and it's really solving a problem if mm-hmm. if if you're not if you fail there in in really ascertaining a product market fit you mm-hmm. you you would have burnt a lot of cash and a lot of time to figure that out right so how much emphasis do you place on having an exit plan ready well uh, when you say an exit plan ready i'm i'm presuming an exit for the shareholders right uh yes uh, as wow. well as uh, if there there is a situation when the company has to sell itself well i don't see there's anything wrong with the company selling itself uh, mm-hmm. if there is a strategic purpose to sell or the value is very compelling uh mm-hmm. and the and the purpose with which you started the company is better served in a larger umbrella you mm-hmm. sure surely you should sell the company right mm-hmm. uh no no entrepreneur should operate a business like like it's his girlfriend right mm-hmm. you operate a you operate a business to create value for everybody whether it's mm-hmm. your share firstly your shareholders your employees your customers mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and if you if you are not focused as an entrepreneur to to provide an exit and provide value to your investors mm-hmm. uh you 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 shouldn't be an entrepreneur i mean you should probably start a a proprietary business because this day and age is about creating value it's not about owning a business anymore mhm right so uh nirav we see that uh, people living in the metro cities uh, especially bangalore mumbai 
Pune, places uh, where uh, they easily have access to venture capitalists and uh, having the market experimentation. But uh, people in uh, tier two and tier three cities who wants to experiment in the technology sector, they don't have that much connect. So, what is your opinion on uh, what should government or the businesses should collaboratively do uh, to like lower the distance? Well, a lot of it is changing. Uh, you know, a lot of angel networks are now going into tier two, tier three cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are there are lots of entrepreneurs. Uh, so I'm I'm also a very active early stage investor myself, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of businesses pitching to me who are from tier two and tier three cities with with great mm-hmm. pedi- with great entrepreneurs. You know, great guys and super ideas and uh, things that can change the world dramatically. So mm-hmm. I think that's changing a lot. Uh, I want to particularly mention uh, two angel funds, angel in, uh, networks that I closely work with, Venture Catalysts and OneCrowd, and both mm-hmm. of them, both of them are doing fantastic uh, work in tier two and tier three cities. Uh, so that's changing. Uh, also, given all the online media and and good people such as yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of opportunities and a lot of knowledge is being disseminated to budding entrepreneurs outside the metro cities as well. Mm-hmm. So, so there is, you know, there is a lot of this interest uh, outside in outside the normal suspects like Delhi, Bombay, and uh, Mumbai and uh, Bangalore. Mm-hmm. So it is changing. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not as rampant as it is in in metro cities. But I think again, that's a matter of time. You you will see you will see entrepreneurs come up from every corner of the country. I think the government is doing a lot for uh, startup boot camps as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were very privileged to have uh, this Maharashtra government of Maharashtra award us with uh, you know one of their mm-hmm. startups of the year. So, mm-hmm. so I think there is a lot of uh, emphasis there. You also have. Universities creating incubators. You have large corporates creating incubators and going out in, in in their markets in tier two and tier three city to find opportunities. So I think I think there is this whole spirit and movement of entrepreneurship in the country right now, which is which is very exciting. Right, correct. So now we will move on to some rapid fire questions. I sure. hope you are okay with that. So sure. yeah, three books which you would recommend to people. Well, anyone, any book written by Jeffrey Archer, I think, is phenomenal uh, on the mm-hmm. on the fiction on the on the fiction side. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a if you're a history buff uh, like me, then anything on World War Two is is phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I would I would really read Peter Thiel for entrepreneurship. Great. Top three things which aspiring founder should not follow. Aspiring founder should not follow. Yes. Uh, well, valuations, uh, the you know, uh, being enamored by the unicorns of the country, mm-hmm. and and uh, superficially looking at you know what they have accomplished in terms of raising money, rather than looking at what they've accomplished in building a great business, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, going against what their passion is. Uh, and what their purpose is. Those are three things that I think entrepreneurs should stay away from. Right. Top three apps, which is an absolute must in your phone. Uh, WhatsApp, email, and uh, Netflix. 
great startup apart from yours uh, you wished had come in your mind in the first place oyo oyo okay define leadership in one word uh culture great uh thank you so much nirav for being with us today we had a lot to learn from you and it was a really nice chat uh nirav just a second i'll just finish this episode okay Right. Thank uh, you. you right. Yeah. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and family. All the details related to this episode and the books which has been shared by Nirav has been mentioned in the description box as well as on hustlersdaily.com. I'll see you next week. Till then, keep hustling and keep giving hundred percent to yourself. Bye, bye, Nirav. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you, Ashna, for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.